0: Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. The Astrology Hour can be heard weekdays from 12 noon to 1 o'clock, and Tuesday's special expanded edition from 12 noon to 2 o'clock. Hello, Southern California, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Astrology Hour. Today we have a different topic, actually a topic that was requested about spirit guides, one I haven't done for a long time. This one is called Getting in Touch with Your Spirit Guide, along the lines of Spiritual and emotional and uh, soul growth. When people get into astrology and metaphysics and meditation, we do find that the awareness does lift, that we become more aware of things in this universe we never thought existed. And among those lines of awakening, we eventually discover that we're not alone, that we have spirit friends, our spirit guides, that help form a communion between our conscious mind and our higher selves, depending on lifestyle, attitude, current growth, awareness levels, and such. Of course, astrology serves as a superior, incredible catalyst to open you up to a lot of the information that lies in the intuitive mind, the astrological and the metaphysical information that lies there, that the soul pulls from between lifetimes and during this lifetime and after this lifetime. We become blatantly aware of, of this information when we start getting into astrology, you finally reach a point uh, when you leave the sun sign realm and go into the realm of the planets, right, that you become more in touch with what there is beyond this universe, and there seems to be a whole area, a massive area of knowledge and awareness that exists there that makes metaphysics and spirituality and psychic and spiritual awareness that much more logical and that much more readily acceptable and palpable and The more people get into astrology, it seems like the more excited they get about it and the more stimulated they become, and their awareness does lift, and then they also can hear things that they've never heard before, and they can see things they've never seen before. And I have been graced with visions and miracles. I'm sure that if you have been living a proper lifestyle, and if you've been using your affirmations, and if you have overcome some of your fear of the unknown, then perhaps you yourself have bridged certain gaps and made contact with beings not of this realm or not of this world that we will refer to as spirit friends or spirit guides. Now, of course, this show is always the opinion of Farley Malaris. If anyone else has a comment or a suggestion as far as information as to how they might be able to get in touch with a spirit guide or a spirit friend, then I'd love to hear that today, because I have had some experience with spirit friends and spirit guides So this topic is going to be based on my personal experiences that have seemed to work for me. Of course, different things will work for different people. But, you know, this is a pretty exciting topic because I think when you start plugging into the oneness that you share with all people, and of course the oneness that you share with actually beings and entities from other levels that are definitely connected to you and part and parcel to what we would call a soul molecule as to what your existence is, it really does take some of the pressure off, the pressure of loneliness or the some of the pressure of fear of A fear of death, fear of life, fear of illness, fear of depression, fear of all that stuff, a lot of that is alleviated because you finally realize that you do have help and love and light surrounding you and assistance that definitely can help you grow. Well, I have found that more than anything else, lifting your awareness or getting in touch with the consciousness, with the soul that is beyond the body, are that part of the multidimensional mind that exists beyond what we sense to be real and, and beyond what we sense to exist. A lot of people are trapped in their conscious mind and they think that's all there is. They think that dreaming and sleeping is an accident. It's not a real phenomenon that we should pay attention to and they don't trust intuition. And the rest of us, some of us that are more sensitive, we are very much into the dream state and the significance of understanding our dreams and beings that might exist in our dreams, right? And also this intuition we do have. Some of us hear voices or we can see visions. Whether you think it's a poltergeist or a spirit friend, you, you can see different things. A lot of times you're afraid to share this with other people because you're frightened. that it, People might think you're weird or you're strange or you should be locked up or one of those. But I have found that there are a couple of key ways that if you do want to lift your awareness and you do want to get in touch with your spirit guides or spirit friends, that there are certain steps that I have learned to take in order to make this communication possible. And I'll also advise you That you really shouldn't attempt communication with your spirit guides unless you have done some study or research into the area. I believe there's a few books available at the Bodhi tree that might help you in your research, but still this is not something a neophyte would want to attempt alone unless you have absolutely no fear whatsoever because the spirit world is filled with a lot of energy. There's a strange vibration in that world and the vibration that is projected in that world is a projection that comes from millions and billions of beings (laughs) of many different levels. So depending on what everyone's imagination is or whatever they're projecting, not all of it may seem pleasant. So there is a certain amount of protection, and there is a certain amount of knowledge that is recommended as far as love of self, love of God, unconditional compassion and authentic unconditional love for others, the fact that you are omnipotent and omnipresent. You should recognize you do have a God particle which is part of the God self, which is a messianic quality that is extremely protecting. And you must come to grips with this. A lot of times when you get into meditation, and if you like having seances or group meditations, or you do want to actually make contact with your spirit guide or attempt to contact the higher part of yourself, understanding these basic qualities of love and light and protecting and surrounding yourself with love and certain color management, like the color white, which happens to be a very protecting color, and the color purple, which happens to be a color or a vibration of a very high spiritual standard, just like blue, is also very protective. So when you do have meditations and you do make to attempt to make contact with your guides, or even on a daily basis, just to try to protect yourself from other negative entity influences, having color control or color management in your aura, whether you can see your aura or not, just imagining this management is something that can actually help control it. So that's one important point. The second point, of course, is chakra control because uh, the more evolved and the more aware you become, then uh, the more able you are to control the spirit centers that are in the body, the most famous, of course, being in the pineal gland on the third eye, right on the forehead, the brow chakra, and the one right above it are the God point, the crown chakra, and, of course, the one in the throat, called the throat chakra, which controls the clairaudience or being able to hear things in the spirit world or things telepathically sent to you. And, of course, the brow chakra is the more clairvoyance or more of the psychic center. Then the heart chakra, right, which is right on top of your heart, that energy center, which would be more of compassion for the world, I would think, feelings for others. Then the stomach chakra, which is more the feelings for yourself or your self-esteem center. And then you have your root and your spleen chakra down below, so a spleen chakra right near the spleen the root chakra right near your bottom there, which control more of the third-dimensional or materialistic needs, (laughs) materialistic desires and cravings and such. But recognizing, of course, and understanding that you do have these spirit centers, which are like the skeleton to the soul, right, and that you do have control of them if you learn to manage the control. And actually, managing control of the chakras not only can affect your awareness levels and communication with guides or with your higher self, but they can also improve your health, your well-being, your overall feelings of self-esteem, your overall... Happiness levels and also connection and communication with higher self, multi dimensional self qualities and spirit guides. So, you know, like now people say, Well, how do you get in control of your chakras? Well, first of all, you have to be able to feel them and sense that you do have them. And they are like big flowers. And a lot of times I do feel my brow chakra opening and my throat chakra and my heart chakra and stomach chakra opening. You don't feel the crown chakra <laughs> open as much because frankly it's not as easy to open the crown chakra, and in fact you should open the other chakras first in order, root, spleen, stomach, heart, throat, brow, and then crown, which is quite a technique to learn through meditation in order to finally open the crown and get sufficient results from that. But still, trying to experiment with chakras isn't wise unless you take training or meditation classes or talk to people that know about chakras because I don't know everything there is to know about them, just what I've experienced and experimented within myself. So we've talked about protection. We've talked about chakra control, and along those lines of chakra control, a lot of it has to do with your intake, with the food and the items or any elements you may consume. Like living in a polluted environment, for example, breathing smog and drinking polluted water are not ways that we could actually prepare the body as the temple of the soul to get involved in a meditative or a high consciousness state. So it is a lot more difficult, for example, in a city like Los Angeles. With not only the noise pollution, but the electromagnetic radiation pollution, all the radiation in the air, the air pollution and the water pollution can make it difficult. Obviously, if you're in an energy point like Sedona or in the Yosemite, in the mountains somewhere, in a fresher, cleaner environment, you're going to be in a more clear state, able to center yourself easier, and then chakra control and more highly evolved meditative states at that point can be obtained. Of course, everything depends on the power of your mind, which is the power of God, and whatever you do believe will manifest. So if you believe there is no pollution, which is what I care to believe when I go into meditative trances, then, of course, I feel you can overcome that. (laughs) But it does take a powerful mind to overcome some of the gunk. And then there's other ways. You know, a lot of us smoke, a lot of us drink, a lot of us are hooked on sugar and chocolate, a lot of us are meat eaters, a lot of us drink alcohol and hard liquor or use cocaine or marijuana. And uh, cigarettes, and and of course, all of those have a lot to do with shutting down your chakras and keeping you from being as highly evolved or spiritual as you want to be, unless you are one of the rare exceptions of people that can overrule this and overcome this with the power of mind, which I feel can be quite difficult. But although a lot of the American Indian customs and cultures, of course, connected with meditation on peyote, mushrooms, and other drugs, psilocybin and and, uh, mescaline, that were consumed in rituals, of course, connected with the intense tradition, the spiritual tradition they had, supposedly allowed them to have higher levels of consciousness, visions, and all kinds of communication, supposedly with guides and higher self. So that stuff has been around for thousands of years, so who's to say what that's all about? But at the same time, if you do decide to get on a path where you do want to try to contact spirit guides or spirit friends, being able to protect yourself with the light and the love of the universe and also being able to center yourself in the light and the love of the universe and visualize that and also surrounding yourself in a snowball of white light are so very important, and this is also to prevent penetration by negative or dark beings or dark entities that might possess you or that might interfere or trick you in thinking that they are your spirit guides or friends, which is a common occurrence. A lot of these people that are channeling that don't know about channeling are also making the mistake of not understanding full protection and therefore they're letting some of these dark entities through yeah you, you see when you, when I got into astrology I got into meditation and psychic and spiritual awareness at the same time because they all seem to go hand in hand once I got into astrology a window of my mind opened up and and just let the rest of it flow through so that's why we do include psychic and spiritual and metaphysical topics on this show this show is an open forum and I always love to have input on this topic so if any of you do have any comments don't be shy because we need to hear whatever you need to know about spirit communication also for any comments, you might have on this topic. Now, along the lines of spirit communication and along the lines of getting in touch with your higher self and trying to channel or contact your own guides or whatever, we do find that astrology is a superior catalyst. In other words, I have found that if a person is qualified to understand astrology as a science, if a person is qualified to finally grasp the significance of planetary astrology when they can look at their chart and go, yeah, I understand what that means, then they have opened up a part to their mind that will allow them and qualify them to be a little bit more spiritual, to be a little bit more aware, more intuitive, more psychic, and allow them to open up to their gifts of spirit communication, perhaps, or communication with the higher self. We are talking about spirit guides today, and I've discussed a lot about how to protect yourself and how to prepare yourself. Obviously, holistic living, I have found vegetarianism to be an incredible way to have further chakra control and also to... Increase your meditative response. That is my own opinion. I'm not recommending you become a vegetarian, but it works for me. Also, if you can abstain from the smoking, the drinking, and the consuming of drugs and sugar, that will also increase your chakra control. And also, having that protection, not only when you are meditating, but when you are on a regular basis, that bauble, that snow white bauble of white light is also important. And then giving yourself permission to have contact with your guides or your spirit friends, and also asking for that. Now, a lot of you meditate, and a lot of you also will be in a situation of just being able to relax and have a similar type of meditation experience when you can just meditate on words like, guides come to me, or come to me guides, with mantras that would include, the light of life glows white and bright as a constant protection repeated in your mind, using a variety of closing your eyes, putting yourself in a lotus or a relaxed position in a clear clean pollution-free environment if possible and then relaxing yourself down to alpha where you can get the waves in your mind if you can see the waves and then if you can feel your chakras open from the root up to the crown then that's a fun experience so you can almost see a white light that jets right through you right up the center and then just saying things like the light of life glows white and bright and i am aware of my god self i am allowing myself communion communication with my guides with I am aware and I am allowing myself communication with angelic friends from higher levels of consciousness, white light beings. And a lot of times if you do open up your throat chakra and you feel it open, then sometimes the first communication you will receive from a guide is you will hear them speaking to you. A lot of times when I go to sleep at night, I'll hear somebody say, "Good night, Farley." <laughs> and I'll go, "Good night, puppy or whoever that is, you." And I don't know if you ever hear things. Some people might say, "Well, you're crazy if you hear things." But frankly, If you do make contact with your guides and sometimes the first contact you will sense will be the sounds or a vibration that they will send you, an intuitive vibration. And you do have to visualize what they might look like in your mind, what they might seem like. My guides are angelic in quality and they have wings and they fly and they wear white robes and they have long hair. (laughs) Some of them look like Indians. They have feathers in their hair and they have headbands on and they are wearing buckskins. You have to visualize what your guides may look like, and oftentimes that is what they look like, just the way you think they look. Now, if you're really good and you're really advanced into meditation, transcendental meditation, and chakra control, plus power of light, power of God, protection concepts, then eventually you may actually have a vision and a contact with a guide. Actually, I had a a vision of a guide who I think at this point is an extraterrestrial consciousness-type guide, and I've had actually several visions. I've actually had a meeting with what I, call the board of 12, (laughs) where I went so far in trying to contact the guides that I had a a clear, concise astral projection where I was even aware that I left my body. And sometimes if you can overcome your fear of astral projection and allow yourself to experience leaving the body, then some kind of guide contact is assured as long as you are aware that you are safe, you are protected, and the only contact you would have in that realm would be a safe, white light, powerful contact from a spirit friend or a spirit guide. There's all types of things that are possible to occur and all types of things you might see or witness in case you do have the astral projection, which, of course, is another topic for another day. I have found that if you do get contact with your guides, one of the most fun things about that is that, first of all, they can help bridge your conscious mind to your intuitive mind and introduce you to somebody that's even more fun than your guides, which is actually your higher self or a higher part of yourself that is beyond the body that we could call, you know, the being that resides within the soul, so to speak. But at the same time, it does take a big edge off of life, because one thing the guides are, more than anything, is that they're teachers. And one thing they do is they show you things, and they allow you to experience things, and they reveal lessons to you. And if you use crystals, which may help enhance your meditation and your dreams, then these guides might help show you more lessons and more riddles to understand in your dreams even. And a lot of times, they will alert to you or validate the knowledge you have learned by giving you information or vibrations that will allow you to validate things so you know that they're true. More than anything that you could ever read in a book or hear in a seminar, that's why contact with spirit friends or spirit guides can be fun as long as you're patient and loving and you affirm positive vibration. Contact with spirit friends, of course, is not for everybody and should be actually supervised by people that know what they're doing. This is not for a neophyte. This topic is very advanced, and I am in no way responsible for any contact you might make on any level with any being. This just happens to be an open forum where I am sharing my personal experiences with you. Depending on what's in your mind, I am aware that there are dark entities out there, there are discarnate entities out there, there may be some beings out there that are not friendly, and if you do have fear, if you have not overcome the fear in your life, and if you do have worry or anxiety or depression, if you have had a series of nightmares situations are if you have been a very addicted personality as far as a smoker or a drinker or pot smoker or a cocaine user then you may have some dark entities already attached to your chakra systems and that way trying to get in touch with spirit guides not only could be frightening it could be dangerous so that's why it's important that you feel cleared and you feel holistic and you feel healthy and spiritual and happy and in control of your life with a high level of self-esteem and a high level of person humble power So that is why it's important that you know that you don't want to go smoke a joint and then go meditate and try to contact your spirit guide because I don't think that that's going to work for everybody. (laughs) In fact, it might even be scary. So this show is definitely well advanced. For those of you that have been practicing astrology and meditation and holistic lifestyle and vegetarianism for quite some time and may be able to control this experience in this environment. Of course, a lot of people have uncontrolled astral projections or uncontrolled contact with poltergeist or discarnate entities or spirit guides. Just because they are so sensitive, they are intuitive, they may have a heavy factor of Pisces, Scorpio, or Cancer, our 4th house, 8th house, or 12th house planets, or a pronounced Neptune, Pluto, or Moon in their chart that would make them sensitive, whether they're an alcoholic, a drug addict, a smoker, or whatever. Their chakras are just going to open on them, and these experiences are going to come through. That's why some people, when they do get stoned, or when they do get high, or when they do drop acid or take coke, they do have experiences in altered states that would be contact with other realm spirits that sometimes might seem fun and sometimes could seem frightening. That's why the Indians, the American Indians, I feel, are in more control because of their traditions of protection and understanding the processes of getting involved in the spirit realm and spirit states. So just remember that. You know, Remember that if you do listen to this show or you record this show or you have this tape, that is something that needs to be taken slowly. I highly recommend that people get into transcendental-type meditation and holistic lifestyle and astrology to supplement any spiritual growth or spiritual contact they might attempt, and hopefully have a supervisor or a teacher. In fact, I absolutely recommend that you have an experienced person around you. A lot of my friends and people I have known, including myself, had their first spirit contact in a group meditation that some might call seances, but when you do sit in a circle with highly evolved people and cleared people, and you are all holding your hands, we do find that there is almost some kind of battery circuit that occurs that allows the whole group to get higher, and form almost a receiver and a transmitter to the spirit realm. That's why if you do have a seance, you definitely want to have supervision, and I never recommend use of Ouija boards either, because that's another way to open yourself up to spirit communication unsupervised, which could also be very dangerous. Okay, how's that for a topic today? Getting in touch with your spirit guides, and that was inspired by a request from a caller. Somebody called and asked for that topic, so I thought I'd attempt it today. John's been there for a long time. Thanks for being patient, John. He has a cancer with Gemini rising. Hi, guy.
1: Hi, Farley. How you doing? Real good. Farley, the reason I called is what's happening is is I'm married to a Sagittarius with Sagittarius rising. Yeah. And we're moving off to Sedona here shortly.
0: <laughs> Everybody's going to Sedona.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you. We bought a piece of property and everything. Yeah. Uh, last thing that has to happen is the house has to sell here in the valley, in the San Fernando Valley. And I'm becoming responsible for all the income for the family at this point, and it kind of feels like things are closing in. So I thought I'd check in with you.
0: Yeah, you're having what's called a double inconjunct. It's called a quinx. Saturn and Uranus both inconjunct your Venus and Taurus is a very rare aspect, and it does put a strange money strain on your life right now. I would say one of the more unusual strains you've ever experienced, probably. Uh Uh-huh. It's almost Twilight Zone-ish. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, you are sown some resolution during the Virgo transits that are starting now and through September. So we should see everything happen for you within the next 40 to 60 days.
1: Uh, That would be perfect, because it's like, just as I'm figuring things out, another bill collector calls. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Good luck, Johnny.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Let's go to Peter on line three, Pisces Cancer Rising. Hi, Pete. Hi, Uncle Farley. Thank you for supporting the show, Guy. Sure, you got it. You got some
1: great topics going, and you really inform people of a lot of great information. Thank you. Yeah, I've got an interesting transit happening, and that's Jupiter conjuncting my natal moon opposing uh, natal Saturn, and I'd like to get your feedback on that.
0: Well, usually the Jupiter conjunct moon is an optimistic transit, But because you were born with a moon-opposed Saturn, it could kind of ride your nerves a little bit here and your anxiety levels. How have you been feeling? Yeah, you're right on there. Have you been kind of nervous? Yeah. Yeah. Have you felt like you need to get away or explode out of here somehow? Oh, I sure do. Are you probably past due also? (laughs)
1: Well, I've been trying to channel that energy into uh, constructive activities.
0: Now, your moon's in the 12th house, right? No, it's uh, right there in the 11th. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Now, this could show a problem with some friends here, could show some disappointments or some exposure of information that could change your ideas or attitude about friends, could show a lack of friends at this time in your life and a need to promote more self-esteem and self-love. It could also show a once again, another directional move, you know, a major life change again might be something you could be contemplating. Just to add the variety, if you know what I mean.
1: Like in uh, career activity type thing?
0: Well, yeah, career's kind of connected to goals, but the type of direction you'd have is almost a complete 180, where you just pick up and become a whole new person over again.
1: You're right there. That is exactly what's happening. That's why the topic you had today was very good for me, because everything that is going on, and I guess because of this transit activating it, it's gotten me really into trying to understand my inner self. Very good. What my purpose is and the more spiritual side of my life. Thanks,
0: Pete. Okay, thanks, Farley. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to John on line four, who is Aries Scorpio Rising. Hey, Johnny.
1: How you doing, Farley?
0: Fine. Thank you for supporting this show also.
1: No problem. I really enjoyed your topic today.
0: Oh, good. I hope it helped put things in perspective for you.
1: Yeah, it's an ongoing process, but uh, I hope to, you know, eventually get there.
0: Have you had any spirit communications? Um, Not really. I I don't think so. You know, John, we really have them all the time, but we don't know it. Yeah. Because... Just like the the angel and the devil on the shoulders trick, Uh our guides are with us all the time, and they're constantly sending a ton of information to us. We're just not aware of it, unless you open yourself to it, and then you go, oh, so that's what all that tingling is, and that's what the goosebumps are you realize that they're really zapping you with a lot of energy when you don't know it.
1: Yeah, I guess you have to become a little more sensitive to be attuned to that.
0: Yeah, next time you feel a vibe, you'll know it's one of your guides going, Hey, John, I think this is a mistake, like a gut feeling, you know? Right, right. What's your question, Guy?
1: Uh, Well, I just like to have maybe uh, a general scan relationships and career.
0: Well, your relationships may be a bit strained here this last year or so. Actually, you appear to have your share of karma with all relationships. Really? Has it been rather impossible for you? Yeah. Do you find you have a lot of mini-marriages, like relationships that may even only last a few dates or even a week or two or a month? Yeah, exactly. And it's just as quick as they start, they kind of burn out like that, too. Right. Well, unfortunately, you know what? If I was you, the best advice I could give you is to enjoy whatever you get in that area as much as possible. Like, of course, the key is is not falling too deeply in love with someone. But when you have a Venus-square Jupiter, unfortunately, they do tend to blow in and blow out of your life like that. And you do have a lot of karma to work out within yourself dealing with these relationships. So relationships for you in this life cycle are almost like a school. Wow. Where each person is like a different lesson, where that you must learn. Right. And considering you are Scorpio rising and you have Venus and Aries, you have a decent sex drive here, and a lot of your relationships may be sexual attractions or physical attractions. We know you probably are a sucker for a good looking woman here. Right. And so a lot of times when you go for the physical, that's just what you get. Right. And you can expect some extended relationships if you learn to appreciate more the spiritual side to a woman, but still the karma does exist. That Venus square Jupiter and it would take a tremendous amount of patience from you and another person to sustain anything for too long. Okay. Okay. Uh, quick thing on career. Well, the thing with career also is in a real upsy daisy cycle, you're having a Saturn return. Your major lesson in life is career. You're going through that part of your life right now. There may be some frustration. You are shown a surge in September and January. In the meantime, there's lots of changes here and lots of lessons in that area for you, too. Okay? Great. Thank you, Farley. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Let's go to Suzanne on Line 5, who is a Aries Cancer Rising, and thank you for being a supporter of this show.
1: Hi, Farley. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'd like a general scan, if you
0: can. You would? You're going to another planet. Thank you. And I'm going with you. (laughs) All Uh, right. We're leaving the dimension (laughs) together. The saucer takes off at 7 p.m. tonight. (laughs) Now. Actually, you know what? You are shown so much love right now. you have a lot of loving people in your life?
1: If you only knew. I, I have...
0: <laughs> Too much. It's making it, you sick.
1: It, it actually, it's going a little crazy. It's, it's craziness and also um, lovingness.
0: Yeah. So. Well, you're, people are kind of looking to you as kind of a spiritual wizard here, and whether you think they come to you for that reason or not, they're getting a lot from you, and your phone might be ringing off the hook sometimes from people that need love and affection and attention and nurturing and and emotional support, which is something that you're probably not used to giving in the past, but lately people are think you're one nurture puppy here. Oh, that's interesting. And you are in the middle of a Saturn return that's going to focus all of next year. Looks like the biggest career surge of your life. Money looks better for you. Travel looks good. Relationships look interesting. Lots of variety there. That's
1: a good word. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Farley. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Let's go to Randall on line seven, Pisces Aquarius rising. Hey Rand, what can we do for you?
1: I was just calling for a general scan as well
0: too. Okay, now you right now could be pushing some kind of panic button here. Are your emotions very high lately? Extremely sensitive? Uh reasonably sensitive, yes. Just wait. Give it seventy-two hours and you'll see what sensitive is. This is a time where you might want to spend a little bit more time alone. Uh-huh. Because Mars sitting on your Venus in Aries venus and cancer squaring it if you don't spend time locked up and alone you could spend all of your money or money you don't have impulsive shopping shown also problems with women not just girlfriends but all women oh okay so it's, it's a very karmic time for you wonderful time to take a vacation right now or work out exercise and sports involvements that sounds good i have a vacation plan next week <laughs> oh perfect timing guy okay and you also are shown Wonderful connections with men, with male figures, much better than women. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye bye. K Fox, Redondo Beach, where you can hear the Astrology Hour weekdays at twelve noon. Let's go to a longtime supporter, Lila, who is a Scorpio, Sag rising. Hi.
1: Hi, Far. How you doing? How's the marriage? What marriage? <laughs> <laughs> married. What are you talking? You about? mean you broke up? <laughs> no, I was going to ask you about my relationship, but. Uh, oh, are you
0: going with the same guy?
1: Well, not really. Uh
0: huh, cause you came in for a session with you and a- and your boyfriend that time—that yeah. was during that long transit you had. Yeah. So now it, things are up in the air now, huh? Yeah.
1: Well, I basically was uh, winning a, a general scan with maybe an emphasis on relationships.
0: Well, Saturn and Uranus are retrograde, and they are trying your Mars one final time. Really. So this is the final time for you to lock on to someone stable.
1: I had a guy that just was blowing me away right
0: now. <laughs> yeah. Well, just take it slow and try not to be too manipulative or stubborn with this guy. You know, uh-huh. you are starting your midlife crisis transit here too. So a lot of change is coming up. Uh-huh. But you know, as long as you stay your happy, jovial self and try not to attack him too much, <laughs> you should be okay. Well when that when that dragon wells up, Lila, that you'll see him run real quick, you know. I kind of knew you'd blow that other guy away. I didn't want to tell you that, but no, no, I didn't blow him away. He blew me away. Right, well one or the other, yeah. <laughs> Two strong personalities, you know.
1: Oh, you think
0: so. Huh? Yeah, very strong.
1: So this guy is April 7th, 47. I well, think he has
0: Aquarius ascendant. Uh-huh. Well, his Venus and Mars are in Pisces which are not good for you. His Mars is square your Mars, and it's not real compatible, frankly. It's very challenging. Uh doesn't mean it won't work. It just means there needs to be a lot of cooperation. That's all. Okay. But I think the the romantic part should be pretty good. Uh You can handle that, right? Right. Okay, babe. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Carol is a Virgo Libra rising. Hi.
1: Hi, Farley, and
0: thank you for being a supporter to the show. Also,
1: can you hear me? I've got a machine going here. Should I turn it off?
0: I can hear you fine.
1: Okay, I wanted to ask you something. Yeah, I'm a psychic, but I also very analytical, and they oppose one another. Yeah, I never know whether it's wishful thinking or if something's really going to happen. Very confusing.
0: Welcome to the world of Virgo. Yeah, the Virgo is really a very you know the Virgo is like locked into the intellectual mind, Mm -hmm. and then the watery part of your nature. Would be locked more into the intuitive mind. Yes. A lot of times, I think that psychic information comes almost from a force outside of us.
1: Yes. I've been picked on, but I've never really been able to try to do it myself and succeed. hmm.
0: Isn't that funny with Venus in Scorpio and Mars in Virgo, which is a, a battle between the psychic and the material? Mm hmm. It's almost lifelong, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Could you tell me something? Recently, I had a dream that I was going to come into some money. And I don't know whether it was wishful thinking. I don't really <laughs> need it. But I'm wondering, does it show that I would be coming into it? Well, if you
0: don't need it, why worry about it? You know, it's like... I want it. <laughs> you, you want it. See? See, there's the material part of That's your nature. Right. Well, I think your life is going to be a non stop flow of money. You know, like money doesn't ever appear to be a problem. But if you become obsessed with it, then it will be a problem. I give it away. Yeah. Well, then go for that, too, then, okay? Okay. Thank you.
1: All right, bye-bye.
0: Bye. Let's go to Sharon now, who is a Pisces with Capricorn Rising. Hi, Sharon.
1: Hello, Far. How are you today?
0: Fine. Thank you for supporting this show. We appreciate that.
1: Thank you. Thank you for being there. I'm so glad you're there. I've learned so much from you.
0: Yeah. Well, I try. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Well, I've been off of work for a long time. I'm on a workman's compensation leave, and I go to an actual hearing on September 7th, and I wondered what that looks like in my chart.
0: What do you expect in this hearing?
1: I expect to be reinstated to my job.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. What was your job?
1: I was a clerical
0: manager. Okay. Now, what is the date again of this?
1: September
0: 7th. Okay. Let me take a look at September 7th here. September 7th looks good. Oh. It looks real good for you. Yeah. It's not 100%, uh-huh. but I'd say it's at least 65. Oh,
1: okay.
0: I like where the moon is. It's in Leo. Oh. So as long as you come across mellow and relaxed and calm and loving, it looks good for you. looks a lot better for you as we approach the end of the year in 1989. Oh, really? Okay? Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm Farley. This is the Astrology Hour, K Fox 93.5 FM, Redondo Beach. The Astrology Hour is a public-supported show. See you real soon weekdays in the Fox at 12 noon. Bye, everybody.